You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. You can also subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. It's a jam-packed week of Locked On Royals, three episodes a week for the rest of this month, and then we ramp back up to five shows a week as the spring training games start rolling on in. Today, we're going to discuss Nolan Arenado. We're going to discuss the MLBPA rejecting their deal, and thus the season will start on time and revert back to some old rules. Later on this week, we're going to talk to our MLB prospects guru tomorrow, Aram Layton, and he'll get us all caught up on what is down on the farm in Kansas City, what can we expect from these prospects moving forward, and who are some names to watch out for. And then on Thursday, we'll have a Reddit mailbag, so if you want to get your Reddit questions in, head on over to Reddit. There's a thread there. You can leave your questions in that thread. Also, you can tweet questions at Lockdown Royals, and we'll discuss on the show. But another jam-packed week. This show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, you can go there at BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. So I want to start with this Nolan Arenado trade. And it's a trade that's somehow both good for baseball and bad for baseball. The good thing is Nolan Arenado is one of the best defensive players ever, and he is a great third baseman. And he goes to a great organization, an organization that's popular, so that will get him on more of a of a mainstream basis. Uh, you're going to see him a lot more in St. Louis than you would see him in Colorado. It's a better team and a better organization. They'll treat him better and, and will try to win and put him on those big stages like the postseason. Uh, but that's really good for baseball. Now, another thing that's good for baseball is that you did get some headlines. I mean, even in the midst of the Super Bowl week and – in the midst of the NBA season, uh, Matthew Stafford being traded, a big deal in, in the NFL. You know, moving quarterbacks is always going to get a ton of headlines. Even in all of that, you did get some headlines for baseball whenever you see this premier defender and all-star level player and franchise, you know, changing player shift teams. I think that it's really good for baseball in that sense. I mean, you needed something to grab headlines. You needed something to hold on to. But there's also this area of it being bad for baseball. You know, coming into this weekend, before the Arenado trade, the NL Central had spent $4 million. They had spent $4 million as an entire division prior to this trade. And it, it did allow for some trickle effect to where other teams in the, in the uh, division you know, did try to make some other moves after the Cardinals did this. That was kind of the first domino to fall. Uh, you're still not seeing Trevor Bauer sign yet or, or some other big name. Free agents, I mean, Trevor Rosenthal can help a ton of teams out right now. Every team needs more bullpen help, and, and for some reason, Trevor Rosenthal's not on a team right now. So I think that the real bad thing for baseball, though, is the Rockies. It's the Rockies. This is the ugly part about these transactions. Because of that massive contract, because of the owners not wanting to pay the length of that massive contract, because of the way that the that the Rockies 
alienated Nolan Arenado, just made him feel off as an island, and somehow just bash their own franchise changer, the best player in Rockies history, one of the best players in Rockies history. The fact that you made him feel so alienated that he could not even withstand your organization anymore, he could not put up with it anymore, they were so divided and so just just absolutely fractured in their relationship that you had to trade him, you were forced to trade him. When you're forced to trade somebody, you're obviously going to lose leverage. You're obviously going to lose the return that you could have had. But not only are the Rockies going to give up an MVP-level player, a face of the franchise, an all-star, a superstar, not only are they giving up one of the best defensive players we've ever seen, but they're attaching $50 million for him to not play for them anymore. That is disheartening if you're a Rockies fan. And I would give you a Royals example for this, Frankly, there is no Royal that even comes close to the value of Nolan Arenado. He is better than any single Royal on this team. Nolan Arenado can get put on a lot of different MLB teams and be the absolute best player right away. He did the same thing in St. Louis as a perennial playoff team. He is automatically their best player. That's how good he is. And he's getting paid $50 million to not play for the Rockies anymore. And so I think that that's just kind of where the disconnect is. And there's been some examples of this before, but never like this, right? I mean, you paid A-Rod to go to the Yankees. You've paid Cano to go, I believe, to the Mets. He got paid to go to the Mets. Those are examples of different circumstances, specifically Cano. You know, that guy was over the hill already. You're treating someone in his prime who... Whenever this contract is up, we'll still be younger than, than Robinson Cano was at the, time, at the time of that trade. He is such a talent, Nolan Arenado. You're attaching $50 million to get rid of him and also getting nothing in return. This was basically a salary dump of a superstar. You did not get back anyone within the top five of the Cardinals farm system. You got one player in the top 10 and it was number nine of a bad farm system. It's not like the Cardinals or the Rays or a different team that has talent. You got the ninth player as the as the as the stomping grounds as the marquee piece. You got the ninth player in a bad farm system for a franchise changing player. It's wild to me to see this happen, and I'm not sure how the Rockies can even, in good faith, say that they're going to extend Trevor Story. That is clearly just a PR move to, to put that out there to try to you know, make fans not as mad. But how would you feel if you were a fan of the Rockies? Not good. So there's two sides of this. Now, in general, the best side is the fact that the Cardinals got them, and the good side's the best side, because not everyone's a Rockies fan. But that's a slippery slope that we're heading towards, is we're seeing these owners get more stingy. We're seeing these owners not want to pay money. We're seeing these owners not want to compete. That they are willing to give up $50 million to get rid of an MLB-level player. It's unbelievable. It just is. Now, I don't see how story how story resigns. Things that could make that a little murky, though, is how fluid the market is right now. I mean, you have one bad year this year for story, and all of a sudden his price drops dramatically, and... You're also heading for a lockout, so you don't have that security. 
Now, on the flip side, if you do play really well this year, there might be some things that are beneficial in the next CBA that would lead you to want to sign a contract next offseason. So there's so much up in the air with that and, and Trevor's story, but I don't see how you don't strike while the iron's hot and go ahead and trade Trevor's story. Because I don't know why anyone would want to sign up to play with the Rockies anymore and want to sign up to be with this group in Colorado. But the Cardinals get Arenado for absolutely nothing. And he adds that 2022 option because I think that there's no chance in the world that he opts out after this year because we are heading for that lockout. He's going to want that security. He's going to want that money. He's going to opt in, and then we'll see where we're at after the 2022 season. But this is a great move for for St. Louis. It was a really good move for them. And they get more deadly in their lineup. I believe that the only big league talent that they've lost is uh, the trade that they made with the Rockies whenever they lost Gomber. Other than that, I think that they're still intact from last year in a terrible division. So it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. But I'm not sure how you aren't disheartened by what happened in Colorado if you're a Rockies fan. I'm not sure how Rockies fans aren't losing their mind. And I've seen that they are losing their mind. And this could easily happen elsewhere in baseball. So it's something to keep an eye on. But in general, really good move for baseball. It got you the headlines. It improves a playoff team and a good playoff team, You know, a team that's good for baseball. The Cardinals are going to get attention. The Cardinals are like the Yankees and the Dodgers. You're going to watch the Cardinals because they're the Cardinals. I know that, that everyone hates St. Louis, but it's just what's going to happen in baseball season. You're going to watch the Cardinals. And when they're on the playoff games, you're going to watch the Cardinals, obviously, in the playoffs. And getting to watch a once-in-a-generation talent like Arenado is, it's a heck of a upgrade for baseball. Because the Cardinals are going to be there regardless, right? I mean, I think that even without this trade, the Cardinals would be in the playoffs regardless. But now... They'll be in the playoffs with Arenado. That'd be a ton of fun for this game, and that can provide some excitement. So all in all, it's a good move for baseball, but something to to watch for is that we did just see a team give up $50 million and pay $50 million to not have a franchise changing player anymore, to not have a generational player anymore. A little scary moving forward for some of these smaller markets in baseball. I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Go there right now to betonline.ag and sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Listen, you can bet on anything. You can bet on the regular season NBA action, you can bet on college hoops, and you can bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this weekend. They are a three point favorite right now at betonline.ag, so check them out. BetOnline.ag, pick the Chiefs, and let's repeat this Super Bowl. Run it back, back-to-back Super Bowl titles in Kansas City. How about it? Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. The Bilt Bars are great for the health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them today at BiltBar.com by using promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to get a 20% off your next order. 
Promo code locked on, 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Hosted by Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local expert. Start your day with all the sport news that you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. I want to talk about the MLBPA rejecting this deal with the MLB. So what this means is with the PA rejecting this deal, baseball will be played as of now. It'll be played on April 1st, opening day at the K against the Texas Rangers. Spring training camps will open up on the 17th. The spring training games will start on February 27th against the Rangers as well. (laughs) They open up both slates with the Texas Rangers as they typically do in spring training, but opening day now will be at the K against the Rangers instead of the White Sox, which I feel like they played the White Sox on opening day at the K for the last 500 years. So it's good to mix things up with the Texas Rangers. Uh, so some of the rules did change back to normal, You know what, what we're kind of more accustomed to this year since there's no deal agreed upon. It'll be 26-man rosters. It'll be the no DH in the National League and no expanded postseason. Now, the MLB offered this deal being that they would delay the season by a month and play about 150-something games and have expanded postseason. And with expanded postseason, you get the DH. But the players rejected that. They don't want that. Even though they get paid for the full 162 and only play uh, you know less games and start a month later and get the expanded playoffs and get the DH universally. Uh, but the players are thinking about the future, and they should. Because... You know, the CBA is coming up this offseason. That's going to be a big deal. That's going to be something that leads to a strike. By all indications, it will. And the expanded postseason is a huge bargaining chip that makes the owners a lot of money. And the owners desperately want that. So basically, the owners are saying, look, we'll give you what you already have, which is getting paid for a 162-game slate. We'll give you what you already have. We'll throw in the DH. And then we're also going to get, you know, on our end, the expanded postseason, which makes billions of dollars for us. Not exactly going to fly with the players. We'll see what other counter punches they'll have. The, the player association said that they're not going to counter offer with this deal, that they're just going to play it out on this kind of normal system, you, you know, starting on the 1st of April and, and just running through this season. And then we'll figure out the CBA after the year is over with no expanded postseason. It, it is, from a fan standpoint, you know, I, I get why the players don't want this, why the players didn't do it. But from a fan standpoint, it is a little disheartening, you know, not a big deal because I think that we are heading towards the DH and expanded postseason being added in a year. So basically you've got to wait a year to get expanded playoffs and expanded DH, you know, into the national league. But I would certainly like that to happen this year because, you know, Kansas city, if all goes well, they're going to finish in third place of the central battling for second place in the central. And that's right on the cusp of getting that extra uh, couple of playoff spots there. So you know, it, it's a it's a little disheartening, but all in all, it doesn't really matter because these things are going to be added off uh, in next year's CBA, right? So, I mean, yes, it's weird that we can't just go ahead and get this done with now, but I do understand it from the player standpoint. And ultimately, you know, if you had to pick a side, you're going to pick the player side because they're the ones making millions compared to billions. So, and, and the players, you know, oftentimes when they make millions of dollars actually in, in baseball. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I think that we are on track to play a full 162, and for all the baseball purists out there, you get your wish for for one more year. This is 
this is your last year of playing baseball in its purest form. This is the last year. I, I would I would be absolutely stunned if I'm on the other side of this strike and CBA stuff next year, if you don't have the DH everywhere and you don't have expanded postseason, there's just too much money invested in all of this, and it's going to happen. So enjoy it. You know, watch as much National League baseball as you as you want. If you're one of those traditionalists, I want to I want to hear that you're watching every National League game you can get your hands on, because this is it. This is it. In my opinion, we're going to see the CBA change baseball this next off season. Now, for Kansas City, you're still on Puig watch. You know, Puig watch is not going away. Uh, he worked out with some Royals. You know, Salvador Perez and I believe Jorge Soler was there. Uh, he worked out with some Royals. His agent says that he's close to a deal. And, and so we'll see how it goes on that front after working out with Royal players. And his zip projections, which I get sometimes are flawed and you know not exactly a great indication of future performance, but they are projections. His zip projections are better than Jackie Bradley Jr., who, who is a coveted outfielder that's a free agent right now. But again, coming up on Locked On Royals, we're going to talk with A.R. Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects to break down the Royals farm system. And then on Thursday, we're going to hear your questions uh, from Reddit in the Reddit mailbag. So a lot of stuff coming up this weekend, a lot of stuff coming up this week. Very fun. And also the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl this weekend. So that'll be fun as well. Check out Locked On Chiefs wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.